0: Welcome back, perfect peeps, to perfect.dev. Today we are talking to Tyler McGinnis all about scaling your JavaScript career with UI.dev. Is that how I should refer to it? UI.dev? Is that yeah, right? Yeah,
1: that's what, that's what we're going with, yeah. we haven't It always throws route. me
0: off with the like U the, the and dot. then semicolon. Oh, the uh, semicolon. Yeah, that
1: was just a little clever thing for the logo. But yeah, technically uh, UI.dev is the brand, so.
0: I love it. Cool. Um, So for those who don't know you, do you want to do a little background on who you are and how you got kind of started down this path?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'm Tyler. I teach JavaScript, uh, mostly focused in like the React space. So I've been doing that for a while now. I think I started blogging about JavaScript and React back in like 2014, 2013. Um, Started teaching full time at a boot camp called Mountain back in 2000, probably like probably around that same, probably like 2015, 2016. Um, and then pretty much started doing my own stuff uh, a few years after that. So I've been mostly in like the education space around development. Uh, very heavily focused, obviously, in React and JavaScript. Um, those are the big things. So when I'm not doing that, I'm usually like running, biking, or swimming or hanging out with my family. So that's pretty much my entire life is like in <laughs> one of those four or five things. So
0: Code and working out. Perfect. Got it. it. Family, family there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you, and for those who don't know, I, I think there was a React course that you kind of blew up and that's, that's what maybe sent you down this path. Is that right? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. That was 2015. I came out with uh, like a free React fundamentals course. And at the time React was in an interesting spot because a lot of people had heard about it, but not a lot of people were using it or had used it. So I think it was the perfect time. Supposed so that. It was on the front page of Hacker News for like, I think like 36 hours or something crazy. Wow. Nice. And got like 10,000 signups and then from there it just mm-hmm. kind of blew up. Um, was that on so your yeah, old that, tylermcginnis.com? That was, that was even older. That was on a, a site called reactgsprogram.com. Oh, wow. Um, so it we went program that eventually pivoted to tylermcginnis.com and now uh, a have, have where we're going to plan on staying forever. Um, awesome. But yeah, the the idea was back in the day React was a lot more difficult to get started with than it is today, right? Cuz you had um ES6 was still new at the time. So there was like that whole thing. There was React and then uh, at the time it wasn't even webpack yet. It was uh whatever I forget the name like like gulp and like those tools. Yep. And so like getting started even just with like a hello world React app was Tricky because you obviously needed to compile JSX to JavaScript, and like that was kind of a new thing too. Um, Babel was like six to five, I think, was the name of it at the time. So the, the whole ecosystem was just very uh, new and immature, and so getting to hello world with a React app was uh, overly complicated. Uh, they've obviously fixed it now, but that that was the idea. So the whole the whole idea of like the React JS program was basically like, okay, let's discover the React ecosystem together. By like figuring out all the different parts of it, so
0: was it create React app a thing at that point? It was. It wasn't even
1: close to being a thing. No, that came wow. out. Uh, that came out probably 2017, maybe 2016, late 2016. So it was like a year, year and a half before that even like was a thing. Okay, and that obviously solved a lot of these issues. Next helps with that too. So does Gatsby now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, back in the day, it was just not a lot of stuff online about doing it and you were just like i think like brian holt had one front end master's course on it um which is great and other than that it was like good luck have fun kind of thing (laughs) uh like you're on your own so i think that's why in the early days react got a lot of beef for being like you know hard to learn or hard to grasp mostly because there was all that like essentially like fitting all the puzzle pieces together.
0: So, it's funny because I'm like running through this timeline in my head and like realizing why I took so long to get to the react side of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Angular was was decently along the way there and the way Angular goes, you know, it's kind of soup to nuts. Like you get the CLI, you get kind of started really easily and everything like that. And I feel like every time I went to start react, I'm like this is so hard to learn, like it's such a pain, but I could yep. see the benefits too and then you know, over the past three years, I feel like it, with Next and everything else, it's just blown up. So,
1: yeah, they've really taken, uh, I think, just a really good approach, and I think it'll keep getting better. Too, I know Rachel Neighbors is doing a lot with like the React, the new React Docs, um, really taking a an approach to help getting started and like making it much more accessible to beginners, um, but also still having the obviously the full power of React. And I think it's been tricky for them, especially with all like the new React stuff coming out because it is like, I think it's hard for them because they're kind of discovering it as they go to them being the React team. So it's like they have to discover it and they have to like figure out how to fine tune the messaging around it and like the story around it, which is a really interesting um, problem. I think that's why Rachel was a brilliant hire for them because she's really like a storyteller and she'll be able to kind of bridge those pieces together. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for what they're working on, but yeah, that's the that's the full that's the full story. So
0: yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, what what kind of made you start to pivot from Tyler McGuinness over to UI Dev?
1: Uh, that's a very heavy like business question. So the problem having everything under your name is like if you want to hire or if you want to like start scaling, <laughs> right? Like no one really wants to work for TylerMcGinnis.com. Um,
0: I just but, thought people got tired of like the dog in the hoodie and I'm yeah, like, no, the I, dog, I in love the that that, you know.
1: Was, that was the best part of it to be honest. As yeah, as the, the cat with the uh, headphones right. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was mostly just like a decision to focus less on me as like the brand and more on like building an education company, right? And yep. we couldn't do that with the name. And so luckily, like one day I was just casually browsing like domains as one would, found UI.dev was available. <laughs> um, for a lot of money and then ended up buying it and then kind of the rest is history. Um, it ended up ironically being like the perfect domain for us. I, can't, I really can't even think of like UI.com would be a better one, but like I think that's by like ubiquitous industries or whatever. And yeah. They have like a $3 billion market cap, so I don't think I'm going to get that one anytime <laughs> soon. Um, yeah, those two letter but, ones are a little yeah, rough. Exactly, exactly. But but yeah, it's, it's been perfect for us. And it was really now and even like going to where we're at today, it was really the first piece we had to put in place to get to the point we wanted to, which was like, again, more of like a developer education company rather than just like me making courses, you know, in my closet essentially. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I will say if you haven't caught our podcast before, Tyler was actually kind enough to join us for creating a startup. Um, It was a podcast a while ago. Um, So go check that out. He actually breaks down a lot more of kind of how he created the UI dev business and like how the LLC and, or actually yours is a incorporation, I believe. Um, yep, got cool. started so check that out for sure um so yeah i i kind of want to show off the site so those Let's who are on audio i'll i'll do my best but basically we're, we're looking at the new home screen for ui.dev and it's it's a nice marketing page is there anything to call out specifically other than the smallest texts i've ever seen yeah the idea there... there was
1: and you can read it because it kind of makes the uh, it kind of adds context of what we were going for. But the idea is like, it's it's difficult to be a developer nowadays because there's so many things you have to worry about, right? Whether it's like the hottest language framework. Um, there's a few jokes in here, but like imposter syndrome, <laughs> yeah. side projects. I
0: uh, actually uh, copied it and pasted it the other day just so I could like see. like That's, read this like this. Uh, right? uh, yeah, figuring, figuring out, out, out why your back hurts okay you know why your back hurts but figuring out how to make your back stop hurting <laughs> like, totally. yeah the, and a this of, is the uh, constant theme that I pick up on UI dev right like it's a, a jokey kind of attitude totally. and but yet very succinct on like the knowledge part of it so you're constantly updating the courses and everything else too
1: yeah it's uh it's fun because the 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 language is definitely more fun but it's also kind of like to contrast that with like the very serious side of like developer education, um, yeah, we we try to keep it warm and fun. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, so we're we're kind of scrolling into the zone of community. Do you want to talk all about um, the new community that you've released out here as well? Yeah, I love to. So right, pop open yep. that tab too.
1: Yep. So right now, if you look at like developer communities, um, you mostly are thinking of either like a Discord or like a Dev2, whether it's like a Dev2 clone or like Dev2 itself, right? Um, We didn't really love uh, the current uh, offerings. They're they're obviously really valuable to a lot of people. The problem with Discord and even Dev2 to a point is like there's a lot of noise by the nature of like being open to everybody. Um, So we wanted to create something a little bit different, a little bit more, not necessarily inclusive uh, or exclusive, um, but something to where... There was more signal, less noise, and this is kind of this is kind of what we came up with, right? So, really, the whole goal here in Journeys is kind of like the encapsulation of this. If you want to go to the Journeys tab, um, yeah. If if you think about as a developer, you're constantly having to learn new things, whether it's like technical things or even like non-technical things. Like the whole thing is part of like your job. Um, and so, Journeys was our way to essentially like encapsulate that and and create a place where people could feel comfortable uh, and kind of safe exploring and like going on these journeys. So, what, what we're looking at on the screen here is like my TypeScript journey. I have a I have obviously a heavy React and heavy JavaScript background. Don't have a lot of uh, background in TypeScript. So, this is this started this week, and this is essentially my goal and my like roadmap for going and learning TypeScript. Right. So, the idea right. is. Um, really making it so there's a lot like whether I need help or like whatever it is, right? Like learning, doing online courses, as we know, historically, isn't super uh, easy to do, which is why completion rates are really low. And so this is just one way of uh, that we've done to kind of help our community members um, stay motivated and get through really like the goals they set for themselves um, is this idea of journeys. And then the rest of the community is kind of just uh, more what you what you think of it, like some places to talk about React and places to talk about TypeScript or whatnot, sure. um, and then some like uh, some like onboarding stuff we do, and then like events and like just a more of a generic uh, community. But that's that's the idea: is basically give our members places to whether it's like ask questions about the courses, or ask questions about specific technologies, or to really share their journey of whether it's learning React switching to becoming a developer whether it's going from like a back end to a front end dev um, we have all sorts of journeys in there that's what we're mostly excited about is to like help our community members uh, really just like accomplish their developer goals so
0: great um so is this in instead of having like a discord or a slack this is kind of the the goals to keep everyone in this community
1: yeah we didn't want to create just another discord or just another slack channel they're 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 great for getting like instant feedback um they do have some trade offs when it comes to like like all knowledge is essentially lost when it comes to those things right so for yep. for us being primarily like a courses company at least initially like um the same questions would just be asked over and over so what what a more of like a forum type community allows us to do specifically when it comes to courses is be able to like keep all of our things essentially threaded in a specific location based on the lesson so that's the one thing and then also it, it kind of cuts down on noise a little bit cuz like with Discord, it's great because you can really go and you can talk to someone real time. You can see how their day is going. Like we're not necessarily super interested in knowing like how your Tuesday afternoon is going. We want to know, like, hey, how's your TypeScript like path going? Like, or are, are you accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish? And if you're not, how can we help you do that? Um, So yeah, it was just like we did. We just didn't want to create another like Discord you had to join and like get notifications and all of those things that come with that. Not saying they're bad because again, I'm in a few Discords. I love it. It's just not kind of the vibe we wanted to go with.
0: So, sure, yeah, it makes sense. Um, So from a platform context, um, you recently kind of rewrote UI dev um, to a new platform. Do you want to talk about kind of what went into that and maybe a little bit about the stack, if you don't mind? Yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah. So before we were
1: before, we were actually using a company called Teachable, which is basically like a course platform as a service. And they were great for uh, getting to this point. But I always said, like, whenever we had the resources to write our own platform, we would. And then that happened. Um, and so that's what we did. We basically wrote from scratch our own our own course platform. It's built with Next, uh, Tailwind. Those are, like, the, the two biggest things. Uh, we use Firebase in the back end. Um Cloudflare workers for some stuff with like authentication and then we also have uh, obviously like next like API endpoints we use. Um, It's like serverless stuff. So it's actually, it's been, it's been great. It was a lot of fun. We use MDX for all the, um, uh, all like the content and it's, it's nice having our own platform now because everything can live. Before with Teachable, we'd write everything in, in Markdown and then we'd like convert it to HTML and yeah. post it to Teachable, which yeah. is a pain. But now everything lives natively in Markdown and we actually like source all of our content from the, the file system. Um, and it's really nice. Like if we want to create a new course, then it's literally like creating a new folder, and then like we have like a specific like uh, like metadata that we use to like describe the order of the courses and like the order of the lessons in the courses. Um, that's so been really nice and obviously it allows us to do MDX stuff,
0: uh which is really nice. So Yeah, it's actually the exact same setup that we have. One one thing that yeah. I am missing from like we do a lot more content, I would say, uh just between the podcasts and like things like that. Yeah. It's it's the automation of getting that out to platforms. So that's I, I'm curious if you guys will head down that route as well, just being able to publish to socials or like YouTube or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's 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 so hard because we do have all of those things. None of them have really been big focuses. Like we have bytes our newsletter that's been obviously a, a really big focus, but that's like it's we don't even publish that on the website. Like if you only get it if you're subscribed to it.
0: I was I'm gonna ask that. That's it's such an amazing tool. I, I was gonna bring one up, but then I didn't know how comfortable you felt about sharing. Uh, I the-
1: I'll sh- I'll share anything. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty yeah. open about about anything. Um,
0: they're they're probably the best thing ever. If you give me two seconds, I'll bring one up too.
1: Yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, so we don't really have a lot of issues when it comes to like cross posting stuff no. because we keep it very like native to that platform. And if we ever did start doing more Twitter stuff or more YouTube stuff, we'd probably just like create specific content for that platform rather than reposting it. Um, but who knows, that's all theoretical right now, at least. So,
0: so hopefully this shows up. Okay. My monitor is completely flaking out, but I thought i would bring up a, a bite. There we go. Yeah. Gatsby kind of took
1: this one hard. So I, I apologize to if you're a Gatsby <laughs> fan of reading this one, but, uh, yeah i kind of wondered
0: it's 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 slanted a little towards next yes uh i mean
1: so the so i mean it's all true though right not to to get into the
0: article because honestly what it's all about these newsletters are ridiculous how much information is is in it but yet how hilarious they are too like
1: yeah we tried every single
0: one of them and that's rare for me.
1: that's great yeah we tried even like the ads like we tried to make it um fun to read, right? Like a JavaScript objectively is boring and like <laughs> you can't convince me it's not. So this is our take of like, okay, what if we try to like make learning about the latest web trends actually like kind of fun and enjoyable to read? And that's the biggest feedback we get is like people don't read newsletters, but for whatever reason, because we're able to make them like kind of funny or at least we try to and sometimes we fail, but even that's kind of enjoyable. People tend to to read this one um, even though like Historically, they don't read newsletters, so that's been yeah. fun. That's probably our, our most uh, the thing I'm most proud of is is bytes specifically because we launched it like a year ago, and since then it's kind of just blown up and people it, it's become part of people's weekly routines, which was really fun.
0: Absolutely, so. it's an amazing newsletter. Subscribe to it if you're listening. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, the next phase, uh, or next piece I want to talk about is kind of the the courses and the content uh, themselves. So I'm going to pop yeah. up. Um, I believe this is all of it. I think I have access to everything. Um, yeah, access to everything, yep. Cool. So there's advanced JavaScript and then the React side of things. I just want to dive into one of these. Oh, you do have a TypeScript one now. I didn't see that. Yep. Um, if you want
1: to a, a really update a one, you can do React Router, the, the okay. one right below that in the middle. The React Router, yeah, that's a React Router V6 one. This kind of shows. So if you go to, that's the, we're still a work in progress. If you go to like URL parameters is a good one. Okay. Uh, yeah, right there. So this, so if you hover over placeholders, this is a part where we can get um, kind of mdx here, where we can like nice. hover, it's like contextual, right? So basically for those listening, it says uh, if you're reading this, you're probably familiar with the idea of function parameters. They allow you to declare placeholders when you define a function that will be set when the function is invoked. And then when you hover over, there's a little code example below describing that sentence. And what's nice about what we can do here is when you hover over placeholders, it highlights that part of the code, which, which it's referencing. Right. Really um, cool. I think if you, if you click it, I think it does yep. even, yeah, it, it gives you even a little bit more highlight, right. Throws a little wiggle in there. That's amazing. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of uh, stuff with MDX that we can do. Um, I think that's the only one in this post cause it just didn't really need it. Yeah. That's there's another one. Um, but yeah, so, that's so stuff really like cool. that is really what we're, what we're excited about. We're owning a platform. We're doing something like this on teachable would have been near impossible because we just don't, don't own that experience. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, this is, uh, it's pretty much like our take of like, okay, if we were to create a platform from scratch, knowing everything we know about, you know, developer education over the five years, what would that exactly look like? And that's obviously what we came up with. So
0: that's a really great example because, um, all our mdx stuff i feel like all i write down write is markdown and i'm always like why why do we need the mdx it's a different
1: yeah it's a it's a mentality shift like once you embrace it like that's it was hard for us too because we've done markdown for years Mm -hmm. but you got to get to the point where it's like okay it it helps being a react developer right because you can think about like okay that we can have components now which means we can kind of do anything so like what does that exactly look like we have a few other fun ones in there as well um but yeah, it's, it's really just more of like a, a mentality shift, like almost like a mindset rather than like anything else, which has helped us think about it. So
0: I want to bring up um, kind of the react. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, this philosophy piece. So I'll just bring this up. I won't play it or anything, but essentially every course that I've taken so far has this intro um, and it has a, a philosophy in here. Can you talk just a little bit about um, how you guys set these up as far as like a linear uh, approach to learning and, and what that means. Yep. For so courses.
1: yeah, the, if you've ever, if you're listening to this, you probably have, if you've ever taken a course, ever re, like done a tutorial, it, creating content, specifically educational content is really difficult. And especially what's happening in the web space now is like everybody's a content creator, which is fantastic. The downside of that is as a beginner, you then have to sort through like what's good and what's bad, yeah. and so the approach we really take is like, by the time you finish a course, even if it's on a complex topic, it shouldn't really feel like the goal is always like I want someone to finish a course and be like, oh wow, like that this thing was actually like fairly easy, and not and it's not that the thing is easy itself; it's that the way we got to the destination uh, was very methodical and very thought out, and so we were able to essentially like I always describe it as like a, a staircase, right? Like we're always able to take small steps up the staircase and at no point in time did it really feel like you were jumping or taking a bigger step than you needed to because each step was like methodically thought out mm-hmm. uh, to get you to your end goal. So that's really the biggest thing is like we spent a lot of time up front thinking about the course outline, thinking about how the course can flow from like one lesson to another. So that way, by the time you're done, you, you like first off you get to the destination. That's the biggest thing. And when you, when you do get there, it didn't feel like a super overwhelming process, but you did learn something along the way. So
0: that's really cool. Uh, Something I'm kind of curious about uh, just from creating content myself, uh, the it's always difficult when you're coding and you want to represent that. And I think you approach this in a couple different ways. um, At least from what I remember Uh, there's kind of the, Pre built like stack blitz or like code sandbox yep. example of like here's before and here's after, like the solution of this. I've seen that route of things, but I've also seen here's a GitHub repo and every single not commit but branch um, essentially is a step through that process. I have really like, mixed feelings on that. Do you have any kind of have, thoughts have, around, around how lots, that works? Yes, lots of opinions. Um, <laughs>
1: okay. So we actually do both. So like, so th- I think the UI tab describes this. Um, we have like a vocabulary that we use for it. Basically, you, the way we approach it is like the very first thing is you get an introduction to that topic. It, it's it's not based on any context, right? At that point, the prerequisites have been established, so we can just teach you this thing. Like an example of this is like say like uh, props with React. Like we can just hyper focus on props with React. We can teach you everything you need to know. So you read you can either read it or you can watch the video. We have both. And once you're done with that, it doesn't make sense to really jump into a full-blown project because the problem is that project has a lot of context around it. I think a no. lot of a lot of like the biggest thing I, I see bad educators do is they don't understand that idea of like context, right? Ironically, also bad JavaScript developers. <laughs> That's a bad joke. But uh and so, what we do is there's there needs to be a gap between jumping into a project and implementing that thing uh, and like after you read it, right? again, this the stair stepper analogy. So what we do is you have the what's called like a non-contextual introduction is what we call it. At that point, you then have a quiz, which is just your generic quiz, nothing really fancy, but it helps you kind of cement the things in your mind. Then, at that point, what we do is we have a practice problem where, It's non-contextual, meaning the the app itself is very simple. right? There's nothing going on, so here's the quiz we're looking at. Um, If you go to the the React Router course does a really good job of this. So go to uh, React, uh, not that one, because that's the old. Scroll down and go to V5. Yep. And so then if you go here and then go to really anywhere, like that practice URL parameters. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, the purple one up a little bit, all right? Up one more. Yep, yeah, right here. So, this so you have the quiz, then you jump into a practice problem. So, this one you're given just a basic app, like, there's not really much to understanding this app. And if you open up that code pen uh, where it says head over here at the very top, or that works too, Oops. actually, that's the solution. So, go back up. Yeah, scroll up and then right over that link right there. So then this throws you into a code sandbox where um, it has a bunch of instructions, right? So at this point, you've gotten an introduction to this topic. What you don't need is you don't need a full-blown project to realize like, to, to essentially practice what you're learning. Instead, what you need is a very like, almost like micro project that's very focused on just implementing the thing that you you did. So I don't exactly know what's going on here. You got to add some routes and you got to do some like query, URL parameter stuff. Yep. Um, as the instructions say, but that's the the idea is now, you're able to implement and practice this thing that you just learned, but it's not really in the context of a, of a larger project, which would be overwhelming, right? And so then what we do is you go through the entire course, right? You have introduction, quiz, practice, solution. You do that for a bunch of different stuff. And then at the end, um, ideally, the reactor out of course doesn't have one, but then there would be some sort of like curriculum or project that you work through. To basically, implement all of those things. So, if you head back to the React uh, the React course, it uh, shows this as well. And if you open up the sidebar, it'll show it too. Where you have so we have a bunch of quizzes and then we have solutions, practice problems, all the way down. And then finally, you get to the very end where um, there is like you start doing like project stuff. Um, so, we have here, yeah, there's like a code split section. And actually, one thing I forgot to mention too, so you have introduction, you have quiz, you have practice, you have solution. And then at that point, that's when we implement it in an actual project. And then with a the React course, we do that the whole way, right? So you're getting a very soft introduction to the thing, you practice it, you take a quiz, you implement it in the project, and then at the very end, you do another project to really cement it. So really like the goal here is by the time we're done, you're done with the React course. It took forever to get to that point, but you're very comfortable with React and the subject matter itself because you went through all those different steps of like reading it, practicing it, uh, doing a quiz, have, looking at the solution, implementing it in a real project, implementing it in your own project. And that's why I always say, like, our courses we do take us like three to six months to make because, yep. again, getting all these things in place. Um, <laughs> It, it takes a lot of upfront like thinking too. Because if, if something's yep. out of order, then it screws up the whole course. If people are confused, they bail, right? So anyway, that was a lot, but that's kind of the whole philosophy of it.
0: No, that's great. Uh, so with all of that and taking six months to do something like this, one of the things I, I think you pride yourself on, and it used to be very well known, I, I think it's in here somewhere still, um, the fact that your courses stay up to date all the yeah. time. What is that like? Is that uh, just a management thing? Uh more people required to do that?
1: The biggest thing, it's it's less people actually. Um huh? if you look at companies Egghead, Front of Masters, Plural Site, all of them, right? They're all they're all contractors who are building their content, which makes it great from a company perspective because they can scale really e- easily, but they can scale easier. With ours, we took another approach where where we said if you're making content, um, then you're going to be essentially like a full-time employee with health benefits, with a salary, all of those things. And so when when content changes or when there's a new like breaking change on one of those other platforms, they either have to have enough authors where someone will step up and make a new thing or they have to go to that original person and try to incentivize them to update their thing, right? Like Brian Holt's sure. done. And, and they do this, like front of masters um, in their defense, Brian Holt's out there every like six months doing a new React course, right? Yeah. Um, And with us, I didn't want to have to go to someone and try to like incentivize them on the weekend to update their thing. So we just went with like, Hey, if you're like, if you're doing content for us, it's kind of your full-time job. So you don't really have an excuse if it goes out of date. Um, And so it was really just like setting that primitive in place that, that made it possible. So it's not actually super difficult because like if something breaks then we just do it because that's really our job.
0: So. Do you see yourself uh expanding out from React at all? Getting into Angular, getting into Vue, that sort of thing?
1: E- even, uh potentially. Okay. We'll see. Basically the goal right now is to become the best place in the world to learn React, TypeScript or JavaScript. Gotcha. I don't I don't think we're there yet. Um I think we're getting there. Once we're once we get there, then we can kind of figure out what everything else looks like. But for now, we're not super again we're bootstrap. We don't need to be a huge company and like I would rather have. I I don't want to dilute. Like when you when you take one of our courses, you, it should always be very high quality. And starting to scale to other technologies makes that a little bit more risky because, like, I don't want to t- teach an Angular course. Like I don't know Angular, and I don't want to learn it to teach it. That's weird. Um, <laughs> sure. So like that's that's the mentality I have about it. And like maybe one day we will, but for right now we're just focused. So.
0: Cool. No, I like that. Um, anything I'm missing, I feel like I'm, I'm no, I think that was, uh,
1: I don't think so. I think that was actually fairly comprehensive.
0: We didn't talk about events,
1: uh, but that's like a small thing we do. Like, uh, we try to do them weekly. It's been a little bit since we've done one, but basically like we'll invite people from the JavaScript community to come and give talks about pretty much anything. Like we had one on Dino recently. We've had one on remotion, which is like a way to make videos with reacts uh view stuff svelte stuff we've kind of had it all so
0: yeah i always is the events where's the there's uh, a
1: space in the community now ah okay perfect yep so it's all in there and then that's when great. we have new ones they'll be posted in there as well so
0: if you are looking for it here's your events page well, There you go. i think you can get the little notification all that fun stuff yep sweet well I, that's a Awesome summary. And I think we are prepared to jump into perfect picks. I will let you go first, sir. My pick was motion.dev. I actually haven't used this one
1: yet. Uh, I've just heard a bunch of really smart people say a bunch of really good things about it. (laughs) So this came out, uh, I want to say like this week, earlier this week. The idea is, as I mentioned there, it's just like uh, another take at a simple, um, easy to use, lightweight animation library. The docs are great, all the examples are great. And again, I've heard uh, a bunch of my smart friends say great things, which means it's probably great. So that's my pick.
0: I love it, that's a cool one. I love those small packages like Mm that. I have suddenly become obsessed with Web3. I I don't know why, but um, like in the last three days I've talked to three different people who are obsessed with it as well. And so I caught this uh, Twitter space uh, or spaces, I don't know what to call those things yet. Um, where Nader was talking with a bunch of different people about just blockchain and Web3 and where the web's headed, and I kind of dove into it. Um, There's an article linked in here. Here it is: the complete guide to full stack. I went through this. Um, it took me a couple hours. I ran into some some issues, but hopefully no one else does. But I was able to like actually set up some Ethereum things and uh, check out how you can kind of create the block and like go into it and all that fun stuff. So um, if you haven't checked it out and you're just kind of curious how all of this is working and you just keep hearing about um, cryptocurrency or blockchain, a great read. So I'm going to throw that one out there. I'll throw the complete guide in there too. But for us JavaScript developers, it uh, is pretty easy to walk through. So check that out for sure. Let's get through it tab, Alex. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thanks so much for joining me again. I can't wait to see what's coming out of UI Dev. I love the new changes to the site, and uh, I'm excited. Like the community is just going to grow like crazy. I feel like.
1: Let's hope so. That's the plan. You know, I'll be spending pretty much, I don't know, the next year or so making it so everybody in the community uh, gets the most out of it they can. So that's my plan. Uh, but yeah, this was this was a blast. Always always have fun chatting. So whenever whenever you need me back on, always happy to join. So.
0: Absolutely, we'll have to have you back on. Thanks, Tyler. All Take care. Thank you.